Welcome to Mock Footage. I really like movies. I do too, but I haven't seen too many. And that's why we're going to watch a bunch together. We'll make sure to keep it swear-free for Grandma. Definitely, and we will be talking about major plot details, so consider this your spoiler warning. Uh, I wonder what we're going to watch this week. Hello all, my name is Joseph Langlois, and this week we will be watching Bolt. My name is Ray Heroso, and I am sh- shocked, doggone it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about all I know about Bolt, too. I have seen it before, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just, I mean, just tell me what happened. Let's just get into it. Let's just okay. start digging in. Tell me what. Tell me about this dog. Tell me about this bolt. What is the deal? Bolt is a dog voiced by Tim Allen. He is a superhero dog that turns into a superhero dog because he is experimented on and escapes from an evil dog sitting corporation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because he is. So nicely adopted by a girl named Maddie, played by Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. And the whole journey is actually about Maddie learning about divorce. Oh, her parents get divorced. Her parents get divorced at the beginning of the movie. And mm-hmm. so she is living with her dad and her dad decides to get a dog to kind of help her uh-huh. kind of get a companion and get over, you know, just the... The, the trauma. The whole, the whole tension and trauma of the situation. Yeah. It wasn't, like, bad. It mm-hmm. just... Sometimes people aren't in love anymore, which seems to be a recurring theme recently yeah, for yeah. my movies. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also hard to understand for... Uh, well, how old is Maddie? 14-year-old. 14. Did you say 12? Yeah, I thought you said 12, but... I also thought 12 in my head, but 14 came out. Came out so, 14 is mouth. what's canon. We always just misremember it as 12. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bolt is mostly a normal dog uh, until Maddie almost gets hit, hit by a car, and then Bolt comes and saves her, and then he starts flying, and then it's a whole thing, and then he learns how So, he, how like, to... grabs her by the back of her... Backpack? Like, backpack, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he starts talking, and that's just normal. And then we have to fight evil dogs. Oh, there's evil superpowered dogs? There's evil superpowered dogs that are on the hunt for Bolt. Oh, no. Do they have names? There's Richard, Maxie, and Red. Hmm. Those are the three main dogs. They, evil dogs always come in threes. Okay, so there, there's a team, kind of like in uh, Up. Was there... I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, what does Bolt the dog look like? A corgi. It's a corgi? That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. A, a little corgi, a little super-powered corgi voiced mm-hmm. by Tim Allen. Is, yeah. Is, I was about to say walking around, but he's definitely flying. Yeah, he yeah he flies. So he kind of develops superpowers too as the movie goes on. Yes, he he's experimented on at the very beginning. We don't get a lot of it, but it's hinted at that something's different about Bolt. Right. And first thing is the flight, then the talking. There is some mild like um, super strength, but not too much. Okay. And mostly do flying. they ever like 
dismantle the evil dog sitting corporation or figure out why bolt was like it seems like the other dogs are also experimented on but are under their control somehow and bolt somehow resisted that yes bolt was just a good dog oh okay (laughs) so normal dogs are bad (laughs) and can be swayed easily Bolt has a moral compass. Bolt has a moral compass. Uh, most dogs see in black and white, and so does Bolt. But <laughs> morally, things aren't as gray as you are gray. I see. Or something. I see. Something, something. Oh, is that the tagline? Dogs... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um... Yes, they bring down the evil dog-sitting corporation. So how does Maddie help? I mean, Bolt has superpowers. What, is, what does Maddie do for the situation? Um, Maddie works on the SEO of spreading how evil this corporation is. It's not oh. like physically <laughs> taking them down. It's taking them down publicly. Okay. All right. Um, She's documenting all the bad things the other dogs are doing. And it's not like... They're not blaming the dogs, but they're saying, look at how bad these dog sitters are doing. Right. These superpowered dogs are doing bad things because they're being dog sat badly. Okay. Are there any other companions or characters in the movie to know about? I mean, there is Maddie's dad, Doug, who is <laughs> not like a big part of the movie, but is a supportive father. Uh, sure. He does, at some point, Maddie does get dog nap, kidnapped. Okay. Taken, taken it's, to. It's, she's a kid, so it would be it would be kidnapped for sure. Yes, taken, and um, Bolt is sleepy, so he has to take a little nappy, and the and and Doug drives him to the corporation instead of Bolt flying there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just sleepy, or was there some kind of attack? Like, or is he? He's just nap. He's time. just sleepy. He's just okay. a nap dog sometimes. Yeah. All right. You know um, how dogs just like to take naps. Yeah, that's that is their defining feature is that they just like to sleep all the time. Oh shoot! I'm thinking about cats again. Can you tell me about the sequels to this movie? I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was a trilogy, right? Bolt, Lightning, and Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) The three movies. Yeah. The second one features... um, uh, Yeah, the second one does not feature Bolt, but features Lightning, who is Thor Odinson's dog. Right. And his misadventures in the same city Mm -hmm. um, after he falls from Valhalla. Yeah, I really need to brush up on my uh, on my uh, Norse mythology today, <laughs> tomorrow, every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. you didn't know I was going to ask you about the sequels. I know you're rustier on those. Yeah, um, and then the th- last one, Thunder. Yeah, Thunder is a strange one. It's my least favorite because it includes like anthropo anthropomorphic animals now okay it brings back the evil dog corporation from the first movie and now they're turning dogs anthropomorphic i can't say that word (laughs) (laughs) they're turning dogs into humans into into scooby-doos they're turning them okay uh and it's not that great there it just kind of fell flat 
and, yeah. and what they, there was no clear like messaging. It kind of like they were repeats the theming from the first movie, but not as effectively. Yeah, it yeah. like it uses like s- similar concepts. Like there it, again, there's a, a child who is going through a traumatic family life, mm-hmm. and it's just come on, I can just go like watch Bolt. <laughs> so you said that the movie is actually like thematically and like the story is actually about Maddie like coming to terms with her divorce. Is there any? Or not her divorce, but her parents' divorce. Uh Is there any, like, resolution to that or any big moment that we should be looking for? I think that the recurring theme is that Bolt is there not just to be a dog companion, but to, like, just be a friend. Be something stable. So she has someone she can process his feelings and emotions with. Mm -hmm. But, like, she never dumps all of the emotions on him. It's just... Having that reassurance is enough at first. Sure. Um, quick question. It's a Disney movie. Do we see Maddie grow up and get old and bold die? Yeah, absolutely. In the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't. I hope we have a good time watching this. Um, I, but before we do, I do want you to tell me what your favorite line from the movie is. Um, what was that thing I said earlier? Uh, oh, uh, something about dogs seeing black and white. No, I said something else very innocuous, and I it was going to be my quote, but I can't remember now. Uh, my favorite line is from, from Doug, the dad, where he, uh, halfway through the movie... Um, they rescue Maddie, and then he just looks at her and says, Wow, life sure is rough, huh? <laughs> yeah, you do like that line, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's go eat some popcorn, bud. Okay. Um, super bark, you know what I'm saying, bro? That tree was very strong and tough. Yeah. Um, woof woof. I know you know what they always say. My favorite line from Bolt was that dog's more bark than bite. Uh huh. That's and I do remember them saying that line in the movie. You know what they always say for my my favorite quote from Bolt was this cat's got claws. Yeah, kitty's got claws, but but they're saying it about the dog because the cat didn't have claws. You know what they say about my favorite line from Bolt? Ah, oh, this hamster is. Tough. <laughs> it's a tough hamster. Um, so, Bolt's a movie, and I think we went into it with kind of a bad attitude about it. Uh, we were both already... I'd seen it once before, and... And we had some tech issues. We did have some tech issues as well, but I think more importantly, we were both... We had both kind of made up our mind before the movie started that it wasn't very good, which I, I think didn't. is fair. I didn't, though. It convinced me it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I <laughs> was, I was trying to give it a fair shake, and it's like it's not the worst movie ever made, but it's like it has very it, few. There's redeeming... a lack of heart in this yes. movie that yeah. I would like to get into. Yeah, at some absolutely, point. absolutely. So let's start off with the plot, so we can get started on our conversation, because I think there's actually quite a few loose threads that we can we can chase down. Um, so. The plot of this movie is that there is a dog adopted by a girl. The dog's name is Bolt. The girl's name is Penny. And um, 
Then Bolt gets superpowers and has to protect Penny from the evil Dr. Calico and his henchmen in all these superpowered heists and chases and stuff. And that's what we were led to believe for the first 15 minutes of the movie or so. And then it turns out. I believe out, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually think that that reveal was pretty good, but we'll get into that. Um, uh-huh. And then it is revealed to us, the viewer, that. Th- None of that is true. It's all a TV show. But the dog, Bolt, believes it's all real. Um, he is never he never leaves the set. He never sees anything. They they don't do reshoots. They it's a very careful production to make sure that the dog believes that everything that happens is real. And the mm-hmm. justification for this is that apparently the dog like is a really good dog actor because of this. Whatever. So the dog believes he has superpowers, and then through a mishap, he ends up traveling across the country finding himself stranded in new york city and he runs into mittens the alley cat who uh is kind of captured by bolt and for for lack of a better term he is convinced that he needs to find penny uh and rescue her and on their journey across the country back to hollywood he realizes with mittens help that he's just a normal dog uh and is led to believe that maybe Penny doesn't actually love him because she's just an actor, but she does and they get reunited and he does save her really from a fire. And it's this very heroic, beautiful thing. And also Rhino the hamster is there. That's the plot of Bolt. That's a plot of Bolt. Yeah. Nice. Um, thing, I want to start because I want to, I want to start with the things I got right and wrong. Cause yeah. that's something we don't talk a lot about. I know. Uh, I, I started taking notes again. Uh, <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. We don't normally take notes. Uh, but I, I was like, <laughs> I should start doing that again. And I'm glad I did. Because one of the things that you mentioned was that the main girl, you said her name was Maddie, but her name was Penny. But you said that she was played by Miley Cyrus. And that was absolutely correct. Yes. You did say that the dog was played by Tim Allen. And you Uh were wrong. Uh, It was John Travolta. But honestly, same energy, like pretty close. (laughs) Pretty close. Honestly, I didn't expect like a quote famous person to voice the dog. So not that not I'm not insinuating that Tim Allen is not famous. But in my head, I'm like, really, John Travolta was the choice here. Interesting. It's. Well, he does a good job. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get more into it. I'll get more into it. Yes. Um, Dog superpowers. I was led to believe through marketing that (laughs) Bolt was about a superpowered dog that could fly. And that the flying part I might have made up. Yeah. I swear that the marketing tricked me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's and the funny thing is that your plot that you described is like honestly pretty close to the plot of the television show within the movie yeah that's the you strange talked part. about like the evil dog napper whatever corporation but like you talked about like an evil com- company with an evil like mad scientist or whatever and it's like very very close sorry it has been a day since we recorded yes uh the first half because again of tech Tech issues issues. but still like we hey hire me to like do generic stories for you (laughs) so we can do plot twists for them halfway through let's let's, i think it this is my resume everybody hello yeah (laughs) and about that plot twist it happens like i said after the first 15 minutes of the movie and i think it's pretty good how they do it because like Everything in that first section of the movie is, like, 
weirdly flat and Mm -hmm. kind of like plain and you noticed that you picked up on that you were like it's this looks like kind of bad and i'm like and i was like it's very campy yeah it's very campy it's like very very straightforward very ham-fisted and like what's going on here like this this kind of stinks i hope the whole movie and there was like slow motion moments where like slowed down like what is what is this fast seven stuff happening (laughs) and then it's revealed that it's all production for the tv show now that i did yell after it does go like transition into real life the animation does not like (laughs) it doesn't look super great like bolt looks good and that is about it bolt looks great i really like mittens i feel like i am obligated to like rhino even though we don't get a lot of rhino we get i feel like a fair amount of rhino considering he's plopped in about halfway through the movie i guess that's maybe that's why I, I don't know how to feel about Rhino because like it's he's not he doesn't have he's he's definitely the goofy sidekick character. Yeah, for sure. And he's but kind of annoying no, and like the tropes that they play with are kind of annoying, but also he's like consistently very helpful and optimistic and almost dies <laughs> several times and he's totally chill with it. He is ready to die for Bolt, which is a very unhealthy relationship yeah, and great. I hope it's something they work through by the end of the movie without showing us. Well, and that's the thing is that like it feels like they when we talked about them playing it safe with this movie like on every level and I think one of the biggest failings is that they play it safe with the moral messaging like the moral of this movie is that humans can love their pets, right? Like it, it was so muddled. It, I didn't know what the messaging was gonna be until about three fourths of the way through the movie. And there is like this whole like like Bolt has to realize that he's not a superhero, which he once it happens, like he gets over that fact pretty fast. Um, he has to like he's he all of a sudden stops saying words like you're a degenerate cat like he all of a sudden like his vocabulary changes but we don't actually like see him reckon with the fact that he has been very prejudiced against cats his whole life for no reason um and because he was led to believe that cats were evil (laughs) right and he never actually like at least on screen has a conversation with rhino about like mittens kind of starts to when they're yeah. in the final, like, when they're in the climax of the movie. But Rhino just ignores her. And Rhino is never, like... Th- there's never an explanation to that character, like, Hey, we can be friends because you're a good friend, but you cannot be obsessed with Bolt. Like, that's not... like the, It's a character. It's not real life. Yeah, and that was a very big gray area the yeah. entire time that but, they... That the movie does get not big resolution. The movie has no interest in like exploring that. I it's would just have liked funny. to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have definitely liked to see that conversation, but you know, that's me and movies. I think one of my I have a few issues with why I didn't think this movie was not bad, but to my expectations of a Disney movie, and the part of it is that. Uh, a lot of Disney and Pixar, because there is a difference. Um, a lot of Disney and Pixar focuses on like the you know 
every quote everyone is the target audience this felt very much targeted towards children which meant that some of the more adult theming that we get from other disney films is not as present Mm -hmm. i think that was one of the things that turned me off from it i don't think it was bad but i don't think this movie was for me which is something i usually can say about like up or uh inside out or i don't to pick another one i don't another movie you know what i mean yeah um yeah i don't know why they felt the need to play it safe so much with this with this movie but yeah i wonder i legitimately am wondering if it was like during a strange time during disney because i remember like that was this like 2000s? When did this movie 2008? And I don't know anything about the film industry, but I feel like this was like during a strange time for no. Disney trying to figure out what they were doing. I did just look again. up when I wanted to remember when the writer's strike was, and it was 2007 and 2008. So, you know, maybe Potential. that. Potential. That heroes, have. I'm looking at you. I will always <laughs> yell about heroes when we talk about the writer's strike. <laughs> um... So that's one of my issues, is that it doesn't feel like it didn't have that Disney feel. So, here, so here's the thing, is that, like, they set up the movie, when they reveal to us that it's all a television show, they introduce this character who's very eccentric and very invested in making Bolt believe that everything is real, and it seems like the conflict of the movie is going to revolve around that, like, problem and how messed up it is that they mm-hmm. want to keep Bolt in the dark and they have like completely messed up his psyche and whatever and traumatized Truman. him. It's because, Truman Show but for a dog. Because also the producer has come onto the set and said we can't wrap up everything cleanly, cleanly in a half an hour anymore. We're losing viewers so we have to start doing like cliffhangers and stuff and that stuff that's more tense and Bolt freaks out. Um, but that character basically is gone from the movie after that scene. Like, like it feels like he's being set up as the villain because he doesn't care about bolt's feelings or whatever but then Mm -hmm. the whole movie says bolt's feelings don't actually matter all that much yeah they set up these like production and director characters and they're just a catalyst for events but they're not like characters they're just doing their jobs yeah they're just doing their jobs and that ends up being completely separate from bolt's journey and like it doesn't like Mm -hmm. they're all talking to penny while bolt's traveling across the country but penny's character doesn't really change at all at the beginning of the movie she loves bolt at the end of the movie she loves bolt she quits her job we should give penny therapy yeah for sure I think we should give Penny and therapy Penny... for the things the people in this industry did to her. <laughs> yes, and Penny is a wildly strong character. They make her they make her work with another dog, which she doesn't want to do, but she does a good job of it until the real Bolt comes back, and then she quits her job because they are clearly not going to respect her. Like she's in an she's in an ambulance, like being taken to the hospital after the fire, and her agent comes into the ambulance and starts talking to her mom, like, "Oh, we're gonna make this work for us. This is gonna be." great and it's like all right my child is almost (laughs) dead yeah um i liked i liked all that i liked all those moments with at the end um but but i think my problem with it is that none of those serve 
character growth at all because again penny yes. doesn't change at all throughout the movie she's the same yes. character at the beginning and the end we i mean it shows to us the audience that she cares about bolt and always did but honestly the ending would have been more impactful if we weren't sure as an audience whether or not she was going to accept bolt back or just have moved on to the new dog that would have been a very interesting ending it would have been a different movie. <laughs> there would have been some tension. And that's, that's yeah. the thing. There was never I would have liked that. tension. There was tension for Bolt, the dog. So the movie was doing the same thing to the dog that the show had been doing within the movie, like as fiction, as a problem. But the movie was doing the same thing. Like Bolt <laughs> doesn't know that his super bark isn't going to work right now. But we, the audience, already do. And they're going to set it up like it seems like it might happen. But like we know it's not it's going not to. Gonna he's, happen. He does, he's not a super dog. Um... One of the other issues I had throughout the entire movie was the character interactions and character dynamics that we got between Bolt and Mitten and Rhino. Basically, the first, like, two-thirds of the movie, I was not invested with any of the characters. Mm -hmm. I liked them all individually, but they did not act well together. Right, because... Bolt was still under this false pretenses of him being a superhero and cats right. being evil, which again, he never really resolves. He just like, oh, I'm a normal dog. I guess that means cats are chill. Right. It's all, I would have liked a Bolt too and, and see where all the characters are now, honestly. Uh, I and mean, how they're the movie, growing and evolving. The, the, movie, uh, the movie ends with all three animals, Bolt, Mittens, and Rhino, getting adopted by Penny's mom and them living happily ever after, we are led to presume. Which um, is great for the pets. Yeah, which is good. I and, love that. And Mittens has a really good story, too. Like... Yes. Where she, like, she's, we, we meet her and she's threatening pigeons with her claws, and then we learn on, later on that her previous owners had her declawed and then moved away and left her behind. And she was in a shelter for a while. Um, and like, we learned that she has big abandonment issues and for good reason. Mm -hmm. And we explore that a little bit when they're about to get back to Hollywood and, um, mittens tries to put a stop on the whole adventure. She says, let's just stay here in Vegas. I made us a little camp. We can just hang out and be friends, you know, and we won't have to worry about anyone abandoning us. And then Bolt goes and does just that because he's, he wants to get back to Penny. And like, that was a good yeah. scene, but that's the kind of stuff that I would want them to explore more. And like, you know, yeah. actually I, put a little bit of a microscope on your characters. I, I really like that scene. And we did get hints of it sprinkled throughout. I just wish there was more of nuance yeah. early on instead of just kind of... It was it was dumped in at the right place, but I wish we had more build-up to my, it. My take is that this movie is filled to the brim with tropes because... Yeah. Whoever was producing it said tropes work. Let's do tropes. And there's never once did they ask why a trope works or what they're trying to achieve with it. Um, they they know that, you know, if, if we write a movie about pets that are nervous about going to the shelter and being abandoned, it's going to tug on some heartstrings. But like, 
like why you know like tropes what are, are we gonna fine, do with that but understand why tropes are fine yeah it, it, understanding why they work and using them interestingly or at least emotionally is like I, I feel like not a very high bar and this movie overall doesn't meet that standard yeah yeah in my book i don't know maybe i'm being harsh i i was being harsh the entire watch you know this Mm -hmm. but i think the critiques are fair there were the the pigeons uh in the beginning of the movie were were (laughs) really funny (laughs) the pigeons in in new york were very good uh (laughs) i really like the picture book ending we got i wanted that series i desperately wanted the hand-drawn little cute adventure series yeah maybe we did and i just didn't know maybe (laughs) it's like bolt on the range or something yeah there there is love put into this movie at some places but it just i i just couldn't stop thinking about how like gray and bland the material of this movie is and how and how disney that is and and i think that's generic mm -hmm. and i think that for me like that was kind of summarized in in one of the scenes at the end there are these california pigeons who are trying to pitch show ideas to bolt Uh and um during that conversation one of them says like don't don't overdo it that's how we blew it with nemo like referring to finding nemo another pixar movie and I used to see things like that in Disney movies and be like, oh, that's cute. Like the, the Buzz Lightyear is in Finding Nemo or whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, oh, there's a Mike Wazowski doll, whatever. Like, cool. But seeing it here in this movie just made me think this is this is Disney's way of saying this is our universe. We own all of this stuff. We are only working with our within our universe. Like, don't pay attention to other things. Only I look at this. Yeah, I didn't like the Nemo reference. No, it just it, rubbed, it rubbed wrong. Yeah, it felt flat. It, it felt like it was not. It was not added in there out of a place of love, but it because this is what we do in our movies. Yeah, if uh, it would have been better, and I'm not making a movie for you, Disney. It would have been better if like. They had a a, 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 a a clownfish toy for for mittens at the end, or something. Yeah, that yeah would something to actually like actually like relate to your characters in some way, or or make sense in the set dressing. But like, I don't know. It it just felt just, so shoehorned. Yeah, yeah. Which i don't know the whole scene with the california pigeons i was not a fan of either yeah so. yeah me neither it's like we already did like the it. pigeon bit we don't need to do that again instead spend some more time on your characters yeah i the <laughs> if it, it it feels like there's a lot of setup in this movie and not a lot of payoff yeah they keep they keep setting they keep setting things up like they're gonna matter later on and then they they just don't the because things there's a happy es- ending, and that's all that's all we're supposed to care about. Things escalate at the end of the movie where Penny is going to die being trapped in a set because there's fire everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it the tone shift from the rest of the movie was just so different. It was good, but I feel like we didn't deserve it. I, it was it was grounded in reality, right? It and, was, yeah. And, like... <sighs> 
the whole movie is about bringing Bolt down to reality. But again, I don't know why. Like, I don't know what the message of that is. Like, but Bolt saved the day by doing a super bark through event. <sighs> yeah. So just believe in yourself. Joe just did, your, did a big sign. I don't know. Believe in your friends. Do what's right. Do the good. Save the girl. Like, I I don't know. Like Rhino served only as just like repeat the tropes do like say the things that are cool and awesome and whatever i also and this is just a minor very minor complaint about the scripting but i feel like everybody just had way too many words sometimes like i feel like rhino and mitten specifically just talked a lot about nothing sometimes yeah yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, especially Rhino. Especially Rhino. And it wasn't even like, haha, little funnies targeted towards kids. It just, he said a lot of things. Yeah, like his whole character was designed to not matter. He was like written off so many times. Like, like there's he a comes scene when where you he need him. <laughs> exits his ball, which he has not, there was no setup for that. Like, he was just like, okay, I'm going to exit my ball now because. I need to be out of my ball for this thing I'm going to do. And then after that scene where they've been driven away on a truck for some distance, he's like, okay, I'm going to go get my ball. And then he like goes off screen. And then the next scene he's in his ball. And there's a lot of like little holes like that, which, you know, I don't like to look for plot holes, but they, they're distracting. The the biggest one for me was the, the pigeons in the beginning of the movie keep talking you know, like, oh, I recognize this dog. I recognize this dog. And there's advertisements for both everywhere in the city. And they just can't put two and two together because they're dumb pigeons or whatever. Like, okay, fine. It's funny. Um, but then Mittens also doesn't recognize Bolt. And she's supposed to be this streetwise alley cat. And then later in the movie, she shows Bolt a, a billboard of himself as as the character to, like, emphasize that the billboard is fake and this is real life. And, like, why didn't she know about the billboards before they got on the on the car trip? Like, there's no, there's no light bulb moment of her being like, oh, that's where I recognize him from. Or, like, no, nothing like that. She just no. didn't know about him and or his show and now does. Yeah, obvi- obvi- obviously, Joe, all of that came during the montage. Yeah, that happened that happened during the montage. I, I love it when character development happens during... That's probably also when Bolt got over his prejudices, right? Yeah, were... <laughs> it's also when we learned that, that Rhino was just a super hamster. It's also when we learned that Dog can't see in color, so why does Bolt call him the Green-Eyed Man? When his name is Dr. Calico. His name is Dr. Calico. <laughs> I said that that Bolt's real power was that he could see in color. <laughs> I don't know. Ray, would you recommend this movie to someone who hadn't seen it before? No, which is a shame. I'm glad we watched it because, like, I don't want to, first of all, I don't want to feel pressured to only watch good movies on this show. Uh, Fair. And secondly, like, I'm just glad that we have, like, a bar, you know, something else to compare it to. Like, when we're talking about why movies are good, like, trying to figure out why this one failed. Because we both knew it didn't feel right, but Mm -hmm. I wanted an opportunity to figure out why. Um, 
so yeah it's it's not very good you don't need to watch it unless you're doing an analysis on it (laughs) and trying to figure out why it's failing yeah it's fine don't watch this one it's okay it's okay it's 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 gonna be all right um that's what we need to tell people for this 13 year old movie if you haven't seen it yet you're not missing anything (laughs) uh we should implement a new segment where if if i don't recommend it we recommend something else instead okay yeah sure what do you recommend instead of bolt something in the similar vein probably oh no i was gonna recommend something way out of left field but okay um homeward bound the brave little toaster brave little toaster go watch the brave little toaster (laughs) i haven't seen it in years (laughs) how is that like bolt um because uh, it's either the first or second one and maybe even the third one but don't aren't they just appliances that get left behind and then they have to get back to their human i don't know i I couldn't tell you (laughs) I know in one of them, there's an entire scene of balloons just singing about floating, yeah. and then they just float into space, and so, it's so extremely... Up. What? So up. No, but the balloons are sentient and singing about going into space, and then uh-huh. they go into space, and then they just kind of... Die? I, I die, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. You can find us on Twitter at MockFootage or send emails to MockFootage at gmail.com. You can tell us what you think of the show, what you think of Bolt. Uh, And if you follow us on Twitter, you can get fun little uh, reminder tweets when our episodes go live. If you um, like Bolt and it's one of your favorite movies, please tell us why. Please tell us why. Yeah, I, I think that we did go in there with a little bit of a bad attitude about the movie, but I still don't think we're being too harsh. Um, I just, I, I want I want to know what's good about it if anyone has an idea. <laughs> Other than the dog. <laughs> we all know that the dog is great. I want, okay, just real quick. There was a replacement dog and Penny said, no, that's not Bolt. And I said, I'll take that fake Bolt yeah immediately yeah you don't want it you don't want it Penny. that's fine i'll take that cute i'll take little puppy. this one um yeah uh so thanks for listening folks thank you ray for spending your <laughs> spending your weekend watching this movie with me <laughs> literally spent an entire weekend watching bolt with you huh mm-hmm. well thank you joe and also thank you to ryan shango for letting us use his song hat of serenity off of his album hat shop you can find it on his Bandcamp. go support him he's great also thank you to ross jerson for the wonderful cover art um it's it's good we're wearing robes and what's underneath the robes is it a plushie of bolt probably not is it 1000 eldritch tentacles probably probably split between us yeah. I have like uh, 980 and you have 20 under yours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm catching up. Uh thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Ray, what was our what was our favorite line from Bolt? There were some good lines. There was a standout line and I can't again, I I need to write down the lines. Was it aliens? Aliens was really good. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> 